0: Welcome back, everybody. On this week's episode, we discuss some thoughts of the new Black Panther movie, The Death of Batman. We discuss some things that we just haven't had any time to really talk about. And then we end on an extremely late review of Thor Love and Thunder. All this and more in a Love and Thunder edition episode of The Fandorians: Teachers by Day, Nerds by Night.
1: That is the bell. Class is in session. Welcome. 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 I put in three. I'm, just, I'm changing it up, McDonald. You're very welcome, apparently. Yeah, Mr. G. I'm changing it up. Uh, Fandom Lawrence Podcast, Teachers by Day, Nerds by Night. I am a man who is a very proud father. My name is Mr. Richardson. Why? Thank you for asking why. All right. Um, you guys. I did tell you guys about this, but the Fandalorian universe needs to know. My daughter was in the, the powder puff game seniors versus I think juniors in the first round and they're playing flag football. You know, my daughter's playing The boys are the coaches and they're the cheerleaders. And I went to the game and my daughter got to the game winning touchdown in the second round. They, they lost the first round to the sophomores. Okay. It was brutal. They were upset, but one of the sophomores has already declared division one in 11th grade uh in te- oh no wait uh the junior. sophomores are 10th grade sorry they lost to the juniors in the first round and honestly it really should have been seniors against freshmen but whatever they uh <laughs> the one of the juniors has already deg- uh, declared division 1 i forget where she's going and when you watch her run with the football it's crystal clear that she should be division 1 there's just no joke about it um they ran him off the field the first play, they ran, she ran a touchdown. Second play, they got the ball back. They went 50 yards, it was a 50 yard, two games at once, and they each went to 50. Um, half the field, each of them were playing. Then she ran another touchdown. They got to the point where they're yelling, cover her. You know, no one some of them don't even know how to play football. They lost. Next round, though, my daughter had the game winning touchdown. She caught it in the end zone. She did a little dance, her friends. I was screaming my head off. It's a fun game. They raise money for charity. The kids are out there. They get hours for the thing. It's a wonderful thing. Community members came out, but I was on edge, kicking the fence, walking up and down the field. I couldn't stand with the rest of my family. like, no, I got to go walking back and forth. I'm I'm just ugh, so, so intense. I'm very proud. Well, I, I love how you're already building
0: your excuses in for apparently the super amazing athlete. It's the only reason your daughter lost. And so you're like, <laughs> other than that. This it was amazing. No, but you should be ultimately super 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 proud. It's always great to see your kids do something and like excel at it. Yeah, you know, you're low
1: player, slow playing is your son won MVP. Like, you know, we're out, you know what it's like.
0: Well, I'm certainly not doing this to try to, you know, you know, bring it back on me, but I certainly will talk about me for a little <laughs> bit. No. Uh no, I mean, look, it's you you like to see your kids do well at something. Because look, I'm going to tell you, I wasn't that I was I was good at a lot of things, but I wasn't great at anything. And just watching my kids like do something really, really awesome. Like Mr. G, I, you know, I'm sure you were never were a gymnast, but watching
2: your daughter do those things. was oh, Yeah, like,
0: I can't do that. No, that's amazing. Mr. G
1: yeah. was a gymnast. Don't lie. Yeah. Seen- <laughs> no, I,
2: I actually always tell my daughter, she'll be like, yeah, I was doing, you know, I don't even know the names of all these things. Layout, front tuck, whatever layout. And I'm like, yeah, no, dude, you just made easy. that up. That Those aren't real words. Well, the front tuck layout, I have no clue what it means. But I'm um, like, yeah, I could do those. She's like, you can't do those. I'm like, yeah, sure. I can. <laughs> yeah.
1: Once upon a time, I was legendary. Well,
2: well Charlie, you could do those things
0: yeah. one time. Once. Yeah. And then True you're words. gone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Co-teaching with me, the man who currently is diving deep into British royalty, Mr. McDonald.
0: All right. So the newest season of The Crown has premiered. Oh, Uh, yeah. What season is that? Number one. It's now now season five. And my wife and I, we, you know, uh, as a history teacher, I always have had like a soft spot for British royalty going back. I don't know, 500 years, (laughs) but uh it's, you know, it, it's, it's nice that they have this, you know, historical dramatization. That's probably about 40% what really happened. And then the rest is all drama they made up. But you're like, ooh. And then I'm watching it. And I'm like, it's like a soap opera based on history. And, and I'll yeah. tell you my favorite part, because I noticed this in House of the Dragons as well. I love the way that British people say the word princess. How do they say it? Now, once I point it out, you're never gonna hear it the same again. So, are you ready for this? Princess. I'm ready. Nice. So, what they do is they call it Prince, and then S. So it's
2: Princess. Yes.
0: Yeah. Prince. Now, every British person you'll hear they say Princess.
2: I never noticed And that. we just call. I've Prince never noticed it before. We say Princess. We do it. Yeah, right. Princess. Right. Mm. I've heard it both ways. Mm. Both ways.
0: So, yeah, I'm I'm really deep into the crown, and the best part is now they're up to 1992,
2: and you're like, I actually remember this. Oh, so, yeah, I watched season one, and that was back in- That was in the 50s. Yeah. Because she,
0: she ascended in 1952. hmm Ascended? Very cool. Yeah, well, that's when she became the queen. I mean, it. she didn't, like, yeah. become a higher Plain being or terms, anything. Because I
1: do not follow British royalty in <laughs> any way, shape, or form.
0: She went from being the
1: princess to the queen. The queen. Yeah, I'm not not a royal. I can't get over that. i just not into it ever. It's weird. Sorry. Well,
0: it's because, you know, you always look back and, in any historical drama, and you're like, yeah, I know where I'd be in this.
1: Right. <laughs> it just doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> Happens all the time. I'm like, yeah, I've probably been a slave, so why, do I, why am I watching this? That's usually Time travel, you want to go back in time? Uh, hell no, I'm going to the future. Might suck there too, but it definitely be probably better than the past. Co-teaching with me. The man who is currently listening, other co-teacher, sorry, currently listening to Grave Perro by Jim Butcher, which is book three of The Dredson Files. Mr. G, you up the book three already? Yeah, I,
2: I've actually was uh, this past two weeks or so in a, bunch of a different books like i listened to like 25 percent of a book and be like nah i can't finish listening to this so i like started three different books and i i didn't i got kind of disgusted and i was just like ah let me just go back to a a a, a sure hit so i've been well, listening to the Dresden in the mean, file so is it better all
1: kind of because then you said they said uh, two is sorry they said um one of our writer one of our writers one yeah, of our emails know, yeah. said is to a good book you finished it how was it Yeah.
2: Oh, I did like book two, but it's interesting, is that the very beginning of the audio book, um, Grave Peril, actually is a commentary by Jim Butcher himself saying that this is a really good book. It really hits its stride. And then he thanks um, James Masters, James- um, Marston. Marsden for bringing Dresden to life, um, uh, doing being a great voice actor and uh, the production of the uh, audio books is really, uh, he's very happy with it. So I like, that. but yeah, know, I,
1: like- I, I am uh, listening and I, I enjoy it. It's a good, it's a good list. Have- okay. We've gone through that stuff and some other stuff. So now it's time for the best part of the show, the morning announcements, not the morning announcements with the building meeting jingle, just the morning announcements by itself.
0: Hey, uh, Richardson. Me you know we we skipped like you know how to support the show and where to you,
2: send twitter uh, yeah and, that's what i said we had we had to leave yeah. we left off at the twitter part
1: oh then okay i'll add that too so listen i skipped some things but that's okay twitter Fandalorians pod that's where you can find us mostly email to so the Fandalorians mailbag at com. we've gotten a lot of emails just keep sending them in you don't have to write the whole, a lot if you don't want to you just want to write a little question or something like that that's fine love hearing from our listeners if you want to support the show, head to TPublic link in the bio. Cut and paste as merch. Buy the merch. 100% of our stuff goes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It takes seconds. That's it. I have done everything. And now for real this time, for really reels, it's time for the morning announcements
2: glory and fans won't you lend me an ear I hope this podcast sound is crystal clear now listen up people I got something to say these are the morning announcements for today
1: we're gonna to talk a little bit about black Panther 2 now one third of the team has seen it um, so we're going to talk a little bit about it. He's going to, Mr. McDonald will give his initial thoughts in a minute and I have some things I want to say about it, but I did not see it yet. However, it is black Panther. It is Wakanda forever sequel to the black Panther, the original movie from 2018 30th film in the cinematic universe that Marvel has made. Uh, Ryan Cooler is back. Co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole in the film, the leaders of Wakanda fight to protect their nation in the wake of King T'Challa's death. Now, the ideas for the sequel began like right after Black Panther came out because that movie was just the biggest hit ever. But after Chadwick Bozeman passed away of colon cancer in August of 2020, they obviously had to make some changes. They chose not to recast T'Challa. Films received positive reviews. I did came out on November eleventh. Uh at this time, uh the the film has received positive views from critics everywhere about the action sequences, the production, the costume design, the cast performance it. performances, particular Angela Bassett. Uh, musical score, emotional weight, tributes. Again, it's made over $331 million worldwide, and it's been out, when we're recording, about five days now. So, Ms. McDonald, you ran to see it. Uh, without spoiling any of it and getting too deep into it, what is your, your initial thought? Where you will get no kickback from us because I didn't say it. All right. None of us was.
0: Well, look, I'm I'm gonna tell you is uh this is probably the highest degree of difficulty of any Marvel movie, even a higher degree than like the initial Iron Man. And the idea that the initial Iron Man, if that movie fails, the universe just doesn't happen. With this, you know, you've got people like Mr. Richardson that are just like, ah, oh, they should have recasted. You got people saying, you know, you can't just, you know, quit on a franchise. And so the degree of difficulty was tremendous on this. And so having said all that, I'm going to tell you it was excellent. It was really, really good. Was it perfect? No, but it was, it was good the same way that the original black Panther was. And, you know, there it had its flaws. I will tell you the first act I think is tremendous. The last act I really enjoyed. It's just that middle third. It's, it's a little long, but you know, it's, it's an out, it's, it's two hours and 40 minutes of movie. And so there's gonna be some, you know, longer lull. parts. Cause yes, it's trying, gotta be a lull. Yeah. In the storytelling. It, yeah. It's trying to do a lot. It's trying to be respectful to Chadwick Boseman as an actor. It's trying to be respectful to uh Black Panther as a character and all the other side characters as well. It's trying to connect to the MCU. So it is, it is Doing a lot, and it does most of it really, really, really well. And I gotta tell you, man, you were talking about Angela Bassett's performance. Uh, it's like someone said to her, You're like, if you don't win an Oscar for this movie, you're going to die because <laughs> she was going for it. And she, you know, she's in this movie about and-
1: that already. I heard that nominations mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, like, that I, if
0: she doesn't win an Oscar, yeah,
1: I'm it. don't go too deep, but you know, if I mean. she
0: does not win an Oscar. So I'm not going I'm yeah, I, I, yes, you're right. If she doesn't get nominated for best supporting actress, I'm not gonna watch the Oscars. Yeah, I heard I mean,
1: that, but I did not see. I'm it
0: probably either. not gonna watch the Oscars. I'm not gonna watch you know, the Oscars. Oh, anyway. you
1: know, when <laughs> the is nominated, yeah. you know I'm watching the Oscars. Well, oh, and plus yeah. with whatever Will Smith did last year, I can't miss the opening thing. Whatever that is true, yeah, I know. There's I know. gonna me some stuff. That's gonna be a big one. But
0: that is true. See, now I do have to watch it. No, but I'm just saying it's her performance. It was like it was like she was doing Othello, you know, and it's like she was that serious, that weighty, that emotional, because she is the – she's kind of the proxy for the audience where she's Don't doing – Don't go too far, though. I'm not. I'm, I'm not giving any details. I'm just saying as in she is the one that's processing what happened just like kind of you are, and so you're just like, oh. And the way that they handle the death of T'Challa, it's it's really good. It's really good the way that they handle it. Good villain, you know. You, I always love a good villain. Uh, you know, it's a villain that you're like, yeah, they kind of have a point. And uh, you know, the the salsa
1: studies teacher. I mean, like old, Thanos. Yeah, exactly. I like my humanized villains. I'll tell you that yeah. every time.
0: But and you know and. Then, you know, ultimately as a soul size teacher, the last thing I will really tell you is because deep down, I mean, this, they're not telling you this in, 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 the, in, in the trailers or the reviews or anything, but all this, re- this movie is just the ramifications of ending isolationism versus interventionism to, ju- to use a social studies term. But <laughs> I'll talk more in depth in my actual review when we review this movie eventually.
1: Um, all I will say about it is what I said on one episode that was lost, and initially I I don't care how it turns out, I'm still upset about the non-recasting. It always will bother me that there was stories for T'Challa to tell and when his whole family wanted him to be recast, including him, his wife, his brother, they have said it, he was happy to his literal thing that he said when he got the role was he was happy to play a character. That will be the James Bond for generations. That was his words. And I actually found that quote since the last time I lost this. That's what he said. I haven't seen the movie. Don't care. I know I won't change my mind because they should have kept the character and they should have made, they played, they, we've had Batmans, we've had this, we've had that. I don't want to hear from Kevin Feige saying, well, it was time sensitive and we had to know, then don't make it. If it's that a bunch of a big deal, don't make it. I know this movie is there to handle grief. And it helps you deal with the grief because I saw the intro for it. That's fine. I understand that. Are we making money off it? Don't know. Haven't seen it. What I do know is I will never let go of the fact that they really should have cast the role, especially And that they, they would have caught. No. And everyone says they would have got hit either way. No, they won't. His wife standing there saying that his wish is for it to be recast. Who's coming out of the woodwork to attack his wife? It's a grieving wife. No one. No one is. That's always my opinion, but I'll see it again because my family wants to go see it. I was about not to honestly, but they want to see it. I'm waiting for my son to come home because he wanted to see it when he's back, so that's why I'm kind of waiting to when he comes back for the holiday. Uh, but we will see it, and that's my stance on it.
0: Well, I mean, look, they don't recast, but they do something very cool, and I that, can't that's great. Tell I, you, I'm sure it's. Cool. I can't you say. I, it doesn't, and you know, at, then you, you're going to see what I'm talking about in the movie, and you'll be like see what they're trying to do
1: and yeah. that's all i'm gonna say it won't unless it's the same character it won't work for me we have to switch gears to something uh, a little sad a little depressing listen man uh we're at that point where every time the news comes on it's people we like grew up with like we're getting old we're get, yeah we're at the point where people we grew up watching are passing away from somewhat causes. not like you know when we we're young and someone died like river phoenix he was like around our age that's weird it's different. We're hitting that point. Ugh, here's another one that kind of bothers some of us a lot. Mr. G, carry on our way with sons, please.
0: Carry on my way with son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Kevin
1: conroy american actor best known for his portrayal b- of the dc comic superhero batman in tons of animated media this is the person who began who did really the voice work of batman that most of us really really grew up in especially around my age he started the 1990s batman animated series all the spin-offs and series series that came out of that in the dc animated universe um Due to the popularity of his performance as Batman, he went on to voice him in multiple films under the DC Universe Animated Original Movies banner. After, well, after the animated series were done, Batman Arkham, the Injustice video games. Uh, before we continue, I, I I went through it. I pulled a list of all the different voice performances. I'll just read through it because some of you know, you guys will know most of them. Obviously, the animated series was from '92 to '95. And then that's what spun off to the DC animated universe. Um, New Batman Adventures, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Batman Beyond, what a great portrayal. Batman Master of the Phantasm, 93 was in movie theaters. Then you got the director video films, Batman Mr. Freeze, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, The Mystery of the Batwoman, Superman the Animated Series, Static Shock. And then he was brought back in 2000 for even more animated movies like 2008, with Gotham Knight, Batman, Superman, Public Enemies, Batman, Superman, Apocalypse, Justice League, Doom, Batman: The Killing Joke. Finally, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Just great, great portrayals. One of the best. And this one story I found was interesting. After September 11th, after the attacks on New York City, Conroy participated in relief efforts to volunteers because he lived in New York at the time to cook for police officers and firefighters. Um. And he spoke about his general surprise and reaction that the emergency service walkers freaked out that he was there because most of them had grown up in the, you know, that time of watching the series and knowing of him. And when they heard he was in the back, actually preparing the meals, he called out from the kitchen in the Batman voice saying, I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. And the place exploded with cheers. Everyone rushed to see him. He had no idea he was like, you know, so famous And everyone was just so happy to see Batman there. Like, he's that much of the quintessential voice. Very humbled by this. Mr. McDonald, thoughts on Kevin Conrad?
0: Well, I mean, look, I was going through his IMDb page just as you were talking, and I was trying to think of a role where he wasn't Batman, where I may possibly have heard of him. And... I mean, you don't want to say he was a nobody, but he was just like a character actor, kind of a background guy, and be- becoming the voice of Batman just absolutely skyrocketed him into fame. Because I feel like Kevin Conroy was the first name i knew for just being a voice you know can you tell me who the voice of fred was in scooby doo like nobody really know. you know nobody knows that kind of stuff but all of a sudden he was so good as batman that you're like I, I i'm so impressed i need to know who this this guy is and so then it really became like he was the voice of batman he's so much of a voice of batman that when they cast another actor in a Batman role, yes. you're like,
1: eh. and they caught it. Every actor that got cast was just like, oh, really? Why couldn't we get Kevin? Like, right, yeah, like uh, Diedrich
0: Diedrich Bader was the voice of Batman in like the Brave and the Bold, and well, essentially what they end up doing is they just do Kevin Conroy personations of Batman, and it's just because that's how much he is the voice. Of Batman. And so, you know, to be that kind of legend for an entire generation, I mean, it, it breaks my heart to hear that he died of cancer. And it was, you know, the, it was very, very quick. He was only 66. So, you know, he's still missing out on so much time that he still could have been around. And it, it, it's really, really sad to, you know, really see the, the the people that we grew
1: up on become, you know, in the past. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy.
0: Come on down to the building
1: Okay, it's time for our building meeting, which is going to be pop-ins and not something else I may have said wrong and currently edited out. Talk about a few things that we uh, need to get to. A couple quick hits. Not the full treatment. Not the full post-observation treatment. Uh, a couple quick things, depending, because Mr. McDonald talks. It'll go longer. We'll see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> Listen, here we go. First, we're starting out with the we- uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which I didn't see yet. Uh, a parody film and you two watched it a little bit of a satire daniel ratcliffe is in it what did you guys think and for, you got to tell me where to find it because i do want to watch it um but what did you you both saw it what did you guys think about it
2: all right so I, I, i'll go first i haven't spoken in a while um it's on roku channel and that's an app that's down you download it on your smart tv your fire stick or on your phone it's a free and that this happens to be a show a movie that it's free, it's a free stream on the Roku channel. And it was to kind of drum up some interest to be like, oh, that's a thing? So um, that's why it was on Roku channel. That's what I read about. Let me tell you, this movie is a trip. Like I watched it the whole time. Like, is this real? Oh my God. Like to say it's a parody or satire is like a lot. Like it's very heavily parodied because at the end, the way the the second half of the film to me goes completely parody. The first half is very kind of believable with some of the events. And it's funny, you know, there's a whole scene where he wants to get his, um, how he gets his um, accordion. His accordion, because Weird Al Yankovic is, uh, you know, famous for being able to play the accordion. And the the scene of how he gets this accordion is hilariously funny because it's such a parody of it. Because his dad, um, it's like one of these whole, like, you're an embarrassment. I can't believe you're going to want to play that. And it's funny. But going through the movie, I'm assuming that the events happened the way they did, but with a lot, a lot of parody and satire thrown into it.
0: Well, I mean, look, Charlie, you're absolutely right. And yet, what you have to understand is, Mister Richardson, how did Weird Al become famous? I have no idea. He be no, <laughs> he became famous because of his parodies of songs.
1: Oh, I thought right like, yeah. prior to that. Yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 Just so he did something yes. before that, though.
0: No, no, no his first, uh, the first one was My Baloney, because actually they talk about it in the movie. Yes. Um, but uh my balloon so, yeah so weird al uh he created a parody of biopics and that's kind of it it's kind of like the movie is what okay. we want weird al's biography to look like but it's just it's so crazy it, you know i like i don't want to give too much away because it's so weird and so funny and and it it uh it reminds me a lot of the movie walk hard do you guys ever see that movie or at least hear of it no uh, it's, called, it's called the dewey cox story and right. it is uh john c riley plays like a johnny cash kind of figure And it makes fun of biopics and it has the same kind of beats. The parents who aren't supportive, you know, the, how hard it happens. And like my, my favorite bit of the movie, I don't want to give too much away is he makes a demo for his first song (laughs) and, and he sends it away. And, and so, and then he sits down and he goes, well, I guess I'm just going to just wait till I'm famous. And his friends are all there and they're like, uh, that's that's not how it happens. Like, sometimes it takes months. takes years sometimes. And, and he's then like, all of a sudden really, on the radio, he's really
2: down on it after that. He's like, what?
0: Yeah, but it's <laughs> literally a beat for about two seconds. And then all of a sudden on the radio, the guy says, I got this tape. Let's play it. And then he becomes
1: famous. Then he becomes famous? That's right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. And oh. so, you know, it's just like that kind of level of humor. Yeah. And uh, it's like saying Spaceballs is Star Wars. Yes. You know, yeah, it, okay. it's... Yeah. It's, it's that level of parody level of parody.
0: And, uh, I also like it cause it incorporates the music and I remember like, Oh, I remember that song. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they talk about the, the origins of some of his songs and yeah. you know, you're like, Oh, I get it. And, uh, you know, Mr. G you were, uh, we were texting about it and you were saying how much of this is actually true. Yeah. Um, and I, I said, but it was more than you think. Um, Like he, he did get his accordion through a accordion salesman door to door. Okay. Uh, he had the choice of either learning, uh, what was it guitar or accordion and he chose accordion. Oh, okay. And, uh, and Madonna really was the one that came up to him and pitched him the song for like a surgeon, um, you know, really? and so, That's cool. uh, he really did know Dr. Demento, and his rise to fame wasn't two seconds, but it was really, really quick. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of that stuff was still in it. I mean, that that was in it was actually true. And so, yeah, you know, it's like two thirds of the movie is like, I get it. I get it. And then that last
2: third act is completely it's spectacular. Parried. Yeah. But it's uh, funny. Yeah. It's like I said. It's a trip from beginning to end because it is a story. It is a ride, and you're just like, "Okay, okay." It's funny. It made you laugh. It had some good ones in there. And as a kid, I had a tape. Uh, if you remember what those things were, of a weird alien tape, and I used to what? listen to it all the time. It didn't have. I'm um, fat on it. I'm trying to think of which one it was. I got. I got to look. It could have actually been his very first one. But I used to listen to that thing all the time. I loved Weird Al when I was a kid.
0: See, I never owned any of the cassettes. So I would have to wait till like they showed a video on MTV back in the day when MTV actually showed videos. Mm. Or like it would come every now and again, you'd get a Weird Al song on the radio and it would be like, wait, what? Hold up. But it was uh, Weird Al loves to tell the story of the, the first time he re- actually felt famous. He went to a party in Los Angeles, and he's there, and Paul McCartney's there. And all of a sudden, Paul McCartney goes, hey, look, everybody, it's Weird Al. That's,
1: that's, <laughs> and
0: you're like, when, when Paul McCartney knows who you are, yes. you're pretty famous.
1: Awesome.
2: Yeah. And
0: actually, I, um... I, I heard a cool story about uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. So, uh, do you guys know the other movie that Weird Al co-wrote? It was one of my favorites from the '80s. UHF, UHF. Yep, oh, I love so that was that the movie. last movie he co-wrote and starred in, and oh, yeah. it came out two days before Daniel Radcliffe was born.
2: That oh was wow! Funny. That yeah. movie, I love UHF. Me I too. actually I- watched it. I think during COVID, I watched it again. I think I watched it with one of my
0: kids. Stupid parody kind of movies as well. It's yes. worth a watch.
2: I love that. It was a great movie. Terrible in a great way, but it was a great, you know, 80s movie for sure. Late 80s. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you haven't watched it yet,
0: it's free because I said, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to. Da- if I'm like, if if this takes more than one step, I'm not going to do it. And I think Roku <laughs> knew that. And yeah. so you you download the app. You <laughs> Guys, get right one there. step
1: option from McDonald's. Let's go.
0: Yeah. yeah and then you literally you you download the app you don't have to log in you don't have to do anything you just open the app and it says watch weird click
1: and, and you're in they know their money maker well i mean you download it then you hit play that is two steps but i'm I get, i'm glad you let it go
0: i'm, call, I'm considering the download a separate step mm. what i'm saying <laughs> is okay. do you know how sometimes you go on an app and yeah, no, it makes you, you create email, a login oh, yeah, and nah, then nah, and it, if it made me do any of that,
2: I'm like, nope, not going to do it. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the Weird Alia albums, and it was totally, I did have the the fat album. It's called Even Worse, 1998. That was the album I had. Oh, get it? Because the album was bad. Yes. And so it's Even Worse. God, he is a genius. Even worse, And it, it's the one song I remember was that instead of I Think I'm Alone Now by Tiffany, it's I Think I'm a Clone Now. I remember that. That had lasagna, like with La Bamba. La, <laughs> la, 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 lasagna. So, yeah, that was the album I listened to. I love that album.
1: Uh, Jumping to something else we want to cover, a little bit of a quick hit with this one, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, again, part of the Star Wars franchise, obviously exploring different Jedi characters from the prequel trilogy. It's on Disney Plus right now. Um, the person behind the Clone Wars, Dave Filoni also wrote this. Wrote the, he began writing the series when he was actually working on The Mandalorian. Six episodes, about 15 minutes or more around 20 years each. It, it the episodes, the six episodes split into two paths. One final follows Ahsoka, one follows Count Dooku. Same animation style as the Clone Wars series. Uh, dropped on October 26th. Great reviews. Thoughts about Star Wars, Tales of the Jedi. Um, I just I didn't speak last time. I'll just go first. I'll just run through my thing real quick. All right. Um, I uh, I love this, and I I'm excited about it. I liked it. The animation's great. The hook is great. The the hook to this series, I thought was brilliant. I don't do Chef's Kisses, but if I did, it would be for this one. What they did is they picked the two characters who both had serious problems with how the Jedi was run, more or less at the end of their stories. And we watched them go in short episodes how they end up on different paths because Ahsoka was an anti-Jedi by the end of the Clone Wars series and Count Dooku for different reasons entirely also. Now, we know, you know, I'm a big fan of humanizing characters, especially the villains. I'm not a big on the villain. It's just I'm evil. So I robbed the bank. Everybody, including us, product of our life experiences. So some experiences led to the path of uh, Dooku going one way. We didn't get all of them. We got some of it. Ahsoka. That being said, I liked how, I think, because when I was researching this a little bit, I read how Clone Wars was based, the idea when they were making the series was showing there's a war and there's good people fighting on both sides. That was the premise they were doing it. But they never, they strayed completely from that when they made the show. So they never really focused on Count Dooku and how his point of view on it was never was kind of, they didn't include it in it as much as that was the pitch. Seeing his side of it, don't agree with him. Obviously, he's evil. But listen, some people agree with Thanos. Some people agree with them, but he has his reasoning behind it, which made logic sense. He was the one who noticed things that were amiss, would point it out. He's ignored, and people who just ignored it were promoted, and he wasn't. All the seeds were there. I love how it planted. Um, I'm good for this. I mean, I'll take a step forward. I, I have never—you know, I'll let you guys go, but I have one more thing to add on the end. But I did like this, this overall. Uh, yeah, no, I will definitely hop on that
2: bandwagon. No, I definitely enjoyed it overall. Um, I love the telling of Count Dooku because he's the character that really in Star Wars movies came out of nowhere. Right. And then it's just like, oh, who is this
1: guy? Just like that one movie and then he's dead in the beginning of the next one.
2: Yeah, so this really and in the Clone Wars that he's in the Clone Wars cartoon animated series a lot but I really enjoyed his story arc here of how and why he became who he was and his uh, biggest gripe with the Jedi, you know, starting in episode two and three were like, yeah, man, I, I totally get it. Like, I don't know, I was, I don't know how you felt about Mace Windu in episode three, but I was just like, hmm, I can kind of see why Count Dooku was kind of really annoyed with him because he's up. very black and white in right. that episode, uh, yeah. Mace Windu. And then when he kind of goes to the episode four, when he kind of has to mess around with Yaddle, gives him the the speaking to, she, um, you know, she tries to convince him that he's wrong. And, you know, what she says is right. And then he ultimately was corrupted by. Uh, too
0: late at that point.
2: Ex- that, uh, late, yeah, exactly. Too late at that point. But what I really think the most important episode is episode five, which was practice makes perfect. So as yes. I was watching, it's a 13 yes. minute episode.
1: That's episode.
2: As I was watching this episode, I was like, what is the point of this? And then it dawned on me. Yep. It's like, this is how she survived. Yep. This is why she survived order 66. And it's kind of like that filler backstory where to be like, well, how did, how did, you know, all of these Jedi die, but yet she survived? And it really goes on to explain why she was able to, why she could have survived versus all those other Jedi kind of just get gunned down. And you're watching, you'd be like, wait a minute, how do they get gunned down so easily? But that episode, really, if you watch none of this, episode five kind of is like, wow, that really makes you understand why Order 66 was so
1: successful and then on top of that, why she was able to survive. You watch episode you watch episode five, then watch the cause I just finished Clone Wars like a couple months ago, watch the second to last episode of the, of the new Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. That is the episode where they show her point of view of what happens and she's on the ship She's in the middle of the room, they're all shooting at her, and she's blocking every one shot. Like, that is it. The second they started doing that, it clicked, because I had recently watched the ending. The mm-hmm. second or the last episode is the exact moment where she's surrounded by eight of them, except for, um um what's my man's name? Rex. Rex, who is, at that point, knocked out before she gets a chip at him, whatever. And she... They're playing the music. They're making it depressing, the sound, and they're blasting her, and she's got six on one, and for almost a full ninety seconds, she's just deflecting. And I watched that before this. So once they started, the second she hit the ground, I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna come back around. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant storytelling. This McDonald. Now,
0: look, I enjoyed it. You know, I love anytime they flesh out logically what happens in the store, the, the scenes that you don't quite see. But I was. Ultimately, a little disappointed because when they when I when they announced that they were doing Tales of the Jedi, uh, I thought it was going to be just a little bit earlier. I didn't think it was going to be filling in the gaps of what happened in the Clone Wars. I thought it was going to tell us a little bit more about what happened
2: before episode one. Yeah, it was very fast paced. This was like you know, it starts off with Ahsoka being born and then basically goes through Yeah, and then it's so, so much sixteen stuff.
0: years and whatever, yeah. you know,
2: however old she
0: is. Um, you know, and so I ju- I just want more I I want to know more about the Jedi. And that's why I wanted to know more. About what happened before episode one, because we know in episode one, you know, they're talking about how something or someone is kind of blocking the force and Yoda can't quite see it. So I thought they were going to give us a little bit more of kind of that. And, you know, I I just I just wanted to to I yeah. I
2: wanted to know something new. I and, think the, you know, they could have fleshed out a little bit of Liam Neeson a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I, Jin, I, and they just I skipped think over they, him. I think
0: they said uh, we we'll only have Liam, they Liam
1: Neeson. We
0: we'll only have Liam yeah. Neeson for a half an afternoon. Yeah. So
2: we're going to have him record all his voices right there. But I did, I did like the path of how it was Dooku and yeah. uh, Ahsoka. I, I did like that. I mean,
0: but Dooku, and he broke bad so late. I, I, I don't know. I guess it was in my own head. I thought that he was a Sith apprentice earlier. Yeah. But, um,
2: whatever you know it just it was kind of convenient to me but that's all right a little bit of a an episode where palpatine it was almost like that episode 4 right he was already palpatine or the emperor yeah. had already yeah. started i, I want to know the emperor's sales pitch exactly yeah, see,
1: i don't want that, 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 that i'm good that the, been
0: no cuz good what with them make, getting there what makes good
2: people break bad they you know cuz when did he realize that he could have manipulated him at what point did the emperor be like ah that's my mark i'm going right. after him
0: uh-huh i know and you know what it's fine we still might get that you never know but uh like let's put it this way i didn't quite need the episode where Osoka was born and kidnapped by the the tiger thingy yeah Could've cut that and give me a little bit more of the emperor
1: yeah i, I but, was you know what after that first, first episode like,
0: I, I was
2: like of ah, course you do i don't know you just the first disagree with everything
1: no, I I like it because I like seeing someone being born and them identifying <laughs> they're part of the Force and them having to leave, which we don't normally see outside of the 10-year-old that we saw. That's never been done before. We talk about it all the time. Show me something new. That's new. A, a, an important character being born and at, what, six months or whatever a year, whatever it was, identifying that they're a Jedi and need to leave. Okay. Give, it's a, And then, ready? It's not even 45 minutes. You gave me 15 minutes of it. It's not that bad. As yeah, far I did
0: as the like other, I did like the super tight episodes.
1: Yeah, as, as far as the other things too, like I don't I don't need the story of the emperor sales pitch personally. I'm good with it as is. You give me tight 15 minute stories, you to the point where we're wondering about the sales pitch. So you literally left us wanting more because we're actually discussing that part of it. I'm fine. I'll go as much as further like I don't I'm not I don't co-sign what whatever one of you says this, but I don't remember. About moving away from the Skywalker saga, it's we're too much in it, yo. This is part of the saga. I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying Andor. It's part of the whole timeline. I'm part. I like Oso coming up. That no cup says it right. You say it a lot. Yeah, I, well
0: no, I just want to know more about the Star Wars universe that has nothing to do with the
2: Skywalker. Yeah, That's and why I love Andor. I am
1: totally good dipping into these because they're I, I just like good storytelling. Oh, but you know and what? There though- are stories that haven't been told, like these. I didn't even know I wanted, just like Andor. I didn't even know I wanted that, and I love it. There's stories in here that we have never known before that we're finding out that just like, like the whole point of this, as Charlie said a minute ago, it fleshes out the last episode of Clone Wars based on one fifteen-minute episodes. Changes your whole mindset. Give in, and, and so we're getting little pieces of how people break bad and fall down. Everything you're getting, you're there somehow after thirty or forty years of this stuff. They're still giving us stuff to make our whole overall story get better in the same saga. Yeah, I, know, I thought it was brilliant. I'm good. No, yeah,
2: I, I I get that. I like it, but to me, I decompartmentalize. Uh, Skywalker and Clone Wars and, um, in my own head. I To me, they're two different things. To me, I can always I can always go and want more I Clone
1: see. Wars all the time. Was the I can main... always want more Clone Wars. Anakin and Ahsoka were the big driving force of it. And Anakin's a big driving force of everything and it's, everything's off his story. Like if you I give know. me an animated story involving Luke Skywalker, I would eat that up because we don't know the Luke Skywalker story. We got nothing from Return of the Jedi an old man on the cliff angry there's a good ch- 20 years of nothing other than what we saw in Mandalorian well, give there, it are then. there stories there of Howie there's, there's more stories there we never got it like that there's certain things that I would love to hear or what Han and the rest of them did between Ritter Jet there's 20 years of just space well that's different
2: that's different
1: you'd have to do an animated series but there's still stories that haven't been told I'd like to hear some of them that's all
2: mm-hmm.
1: tell me good stories that's all I want to know yeah. All right.
0: Well, that's why I love Dave Filoni. I mean, Dave Filoni's hit rate is tremendously high, and he does a really nice job of taking existing canning and weaving, weaving those intricate stories into that. And you're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And so, you know, you could tell he's a
2: fan, and he's a great storyteller. And and honestly, I feel I would much rather see more things. In up to uh, the uh, Empire Strikes Now, up to Return of the Jedi, rather than seeing stuff post Return of the Jedi, like oh, stuff. Uh, what is that? New Hope? No. Yeah, uh, you know,
1: Return of the Jedi, whatever it is. Oh, I would love post Return of the Jedi stuff. No, I don't want any posts that don't, don't exist
2: anymore. No, I kind true. of want. Um, well, it depends how we're talking about post Jedi. I'm talking about post Jedi. Before the Mandalorian takes place. I, so I'd like, like to see that. I'd like Republic. to see the setup of the new Jedi order. I would see that. Anything that starts with. Uh, uh, what is it? What is it? The new series.
1: I don't remember. I know. What you mean,
2: and Finn. What was the yeah, name of that yeah,
1: series? Uh, uh, well, the like,
2: force. So the they force awakens called, like, the new trilogy. Yeah. I don't want to see. I'd like to see stuff prior I mean, to the not, new trilogy. I don't yeah. want to see any new trilogy. Things that's what I mean. Yeah.
1: I, I thought the new trilogy was trash. So. I would take yeah. Return to New Trilogy, give me the story of Luke and crew or other crews hunting down the remnants of the Empire that are outskirts trying Grand Amethyst or whatever. I mean, the books are the books, but no one read the books. Like, no one yeah. has them, and no one's oh, really – the books were fantastic. Yeah. yeah, but none of us – I mean, not everyone read them or remember Thrawn was about- a great
2: character, too, that they never really kind of – Well, he was in Rebels. Yeah. I know what I'm saying. He was in Rebels. He was a great character in Rebels, but they didn't kill him. He He's still out there i'm I'm liking this tales of the Jedi, and I'm curious to know if they're going to uh, then a uh, next season feature different Jedi or is it going to fill in some other parts of ahsoka or are they leading that up to because it kind of starts episode six is post order sixty six right so and that's. Yep. And then the new Ahsoka movie or TV show is going to be after Return of the Jedi, like during the Mandalorian time, which is after okay. Return of the Jedi, prior to uh, New Hope.
1: Um, Let me ask you this, though. Let me pitch this. New Hope, pitch. Whatever that's called. Force Awakens. I know this is one of our questions in like our, our late assignment, a post review. But Let me throw this out here. Ready? Let's say they do season two of the show. And let's mm-hmm. say they're taking two characters from return, between Return of the Jedi to the beginning of the next uh, whatever. What did we just say? What's it was? Yeah. called again? You know what I mean? Those, uh. In that gap. Whatever that nonsense was. So, so if these you could say Jedi if they're doing six episodes two characters. Yeah. And if they're not Jedi, that's okay. Because obviously I'm taking right. Luke as one, but I'm not sure who my second is right now. I
0: want Wedge Antilles.
2: <laughs> the story of Wedge. Well, because he was, no, yeah. you know what though? Wedge is in, um, Star Wars Rebels. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Cause but he, I want more because I
0: remember, cause yet again, I remember the books. He was the head of rogue squadron and you know, there's so, there's so much story there as well. But I but. think
2: that show that they canceled because wasn't that one of the shows they were going to have rogue squadron yeah, canceled, and that got yeah. shelved or something. Yeah. I'd like to see that come back. I definitely would like to see, uh, more Chewbacca. Yeah, was supposed to be
1: Patty Jenkins.
2: Mm-hmm. Chewie and
1: Han or just Chewie on his own?
2: You know what it is? The idea, the fact that Chewbacca is, you know, 400 years old or something silly like that, you know, he's had a lot of Han Solos in his life. i It's I like having s- pets. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I, I want to know Chewie. So if we could see an episode, and you know what? Chewbacca, though, is in, he's also in, I believe, Clone Wars cartoon, they have yeah, him as yeah, a yeah. as they a teenager once, still, at some point. So. Kashyyyk, uh, is that there uh, where they live? Kashyyyk, yeah, something I'm like that. Don't
1: like yeah. that. Hopefully, they do more. I really like this. Yeah, I, no, I I liked it. Yeah, but, but
2: other Jedi's, you know, that would be something as interesting as the Count Dooku style. I, I don't really know off the top of my head. I would like to see a Darth Maul thing. He just kind of appears in Clone Wars. But um, I want to see some General Grievous. Also, they fleshed him out in Clone Wars, yeah. But not oh, as yeah. much as they did in. Remember those original five minute yeah, so it's five the ones that uh, Cartoon off. Networks they yes. had some. They had General Grievous's backstory in that, but he's another interesting cat out there in terms yeah. of space alien people.
1: Um, that has been our building meeting. It's time for our post observation. Let me just cross that out our late assignment for Thor, Love and Thunder. The bell's going to ring and we're going to break down this movie next. Okay, it's time. Period three time for our late assignment of Thor, Love and Thunder. I have no audio and I literally didn't write any information about the movie. So, but Thor, Love and Thunder came out in, let's just say, I don't know, sometime. Recently. 2022. Yeah, sure. 2022. July. Oh, July. It was July. Guys, I'm not even looking it up. Look, it's late. I didn't look it up. It's been a long week. You know it's rough out there for teachers right now. Coming up on the holidays. Kids are crazy. We're tired. But we did wait a long time. Uh, Mr. McDonald and I watched it. Mr. G didn't see it right away. He saw it recently. We decided to come back. Late assignment. Let's break into it. Post-observation questions. As a teacher, we get asked these questions all the time by our administrators. They sit down. They, they go through some things about your observation. Um, this is a late assignment, observation, review, whatever. Basic thing doesn't change, though. How successful was the lesson? What did you guys think about the movie overall, Mr. McDonald? Oh, no, not Mr. McDonald. Sorry. Mr. Want me to go? Mr. G? I don't go- Mr. G, go ahead. Okay, sorry. Because he I saw it you- most recently. He's fresh. Um,
2: oh, of course, hands down. I, I I think it was a successful lesson. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie it was fun it was entertaining um i enjoyed it i laughed i was i cried no um i definitely laughed i thought it was a great movie i love the way they pieced together the different parts and it wasn't until the end that they had the whole love and thunder part of the the title of the movie so it like, didn't come together until the end for me. I was like, oh, that's why it's called Love and Thunder. I thought it was the love for the, girl, the ex-girlfriend thing, but I was completely wrong. I definitely think that this was a very successful lesson. I remember hearing from people when I first started teaching.
0: And the one piece of advice I ever got was back in the day when we used to be uh, evaluated, you were just satisfactory or unsatisfactory. And so what one teacher said to me is he said, it doesn't matter what adjective comes before satisfactory, as long as it says satisfactory. It what could about be. Un? No, ready? It could be That's incredibly satisfactory. It could wow. be amazingly satisfactory. It could be barely satisfactory. It could be kind of satisfactory. Okay. But it still says satisfactory. Now, for Thor Love and Thunder, the reason I bring this up is because I'm going to say that this was kind of satisfactory. There were some parts I really, really liked, and then there were some parts that I didn't really like. And then watching it a second time made me like it better, and it made me realize that my problem was with my high expectations of the movie. And I guess I thought thought too much was going to happen or it was going to be like earth shattering, amazing. And it wasn't that, it was just good. And so for me, I I left the first time in the theater a little disappointed. And then rewatching it again, it made me like it a little bit more. How about you, Mr. Richardson?
1: (laughs) You know me, you know, I did not like this. Film.
2: That's because you're looking at it from the wrong perspective.
1: You didn't let me. Go yet. Didn't let me go I know. Yet. I, I didn't just disagree with say you. Anything. And you didn't you're, like it. And I know why it. you wait,
2: didn't Mr. like G, it. Mr. G, that's my job wait, to interrupt. What is
1: the, wait, what is my perspective? Go ahead before I even say No, it. I'm okay. not
2: even going to say it because no, your whole me. angle is that it's a dumb story. There was no consequence and this and that. It wasn't that movie. This is a good, fun movie. And that's all it was set out to be. It's a good, fun movie. It had no bearings on the whole world of the expanded universe I or whatever. It was stuff. just a fun movie. There was nothing about it that just wasn't a fun, fun, a fun time movie. Like let's go to the movies. Let's golden age of film. It's just a fun movie. That's what this movie was a fun movie.
1: Okay. You, you didn't have to know anything about the characters to enjoy this movie. All right. Well, I do know about the characters. So because I actually know about the characters ahead of time, I did not enjoy this movie. I left disappointed, like Mr. McDonald when I rewatched it, I was equally disappointed. Um, a couple of reasons why. One of them, the fact that, um, let's say when MCU started, um, their movies were different from DC because you know they were a little bit fun. I think Thor Ragnarok was fun, but it turned into like the comedy in Thor Ragnarok, but it didn't sacrifice from the story. There were funnier moments, Tied into some gravitas and weight in the movie, so that's what it was for Thor Ragnarok. This movie went straight comedy to the point it felt like a bad SNL skit almost the entire time. It wasn't funny as much as some of the jokes were cringy. Like, that's not really funny. Not like Thor Ragnarok, which I thought was hysterical. A lot of the beats in this one that I guess they assume was funny did not hit for me. I'm good with it being a comedy. I know what it is when I'm coming expecting something to make me laugh. I get it. I know comedy. It's fine. Um, so I wasn't one of the people, oh, my God, It's supposed to be more serious. Nah, because they tweaked it in Ragnarok, which worked. But Ragnarok had stakes with comedy sprinkled in, like every Marvel movie. This This one just kept going and going, even in the moments. I mean, I have some things listed coming up. But there were moments that were super serious, and then they turned to the joke. Even the kids being kidnapped, the second the children were kidnapped, we had two seconds before there was a joke about it. Like, yo, the kids are, like, don't do not do this. It, don't give us this villain. And I mean, I'll get to it in a minute. I'm not going to trip over all my stuff. But my point is, it didn't take itself seriously at all. And then it tried to, towards the end, girl, she has cancer, she's gonna die. So then they pivot to try to make it serious because they're realizing it's going too far. It felt like every single thing was just to set up another joke and four out of 10 of them maybe hit, maybe three. It was cringy comedy, like nothing was funny, funny. And they just beat it over the head and things that just didn't, for me, land. Some did, most of it didn't land. And at that point, like just slow the hell down for a minute and try to get something resembling a story or it's an SNL kit. And if that's what it is, that's fine. I, my expectations may be one way, but I did not go into it thinking to be a Saturday night live skit. And that's what I felt like one that should have ended oh, early. Really? That's just right my, from the yeah. get go. Not right all of it was from funny. Get
2: go. This movie was to me, the pitch was just a comedy. Like at no point did I think to myself that Charlie, the first muscle, scene, oh, a,
0: a first serious. scene, a kid dies.
1: And then there's a joke. No, it's about not. It. What, yeah, these kids get murdered by the guy. Gore,
0: Gore, the Gore's oh, okay. daughter yeah. dies. No, but it's and no, then
1: but have part have children of children to kill them in it. But we're going to tell oh, the okay, every I get seven what you're saying. Seconds. Yes, that's
2: right. They're in the desert. Don't do
1: it. Don't do that. Then if you're going to ah. have kids dying and then be like, oh, it's just a comedy. That's not funny. Uh,
0: no, because ah. you know you you know that that Marvel I would never just let it. They just die. went too
1: far. Yeah. They went. I think they went too. They got it. They had to. He should have reined it in a little bit. Some of it didn't hit, but you got to rain That's the thing. All right, ready. Um. So, what did you like about the series, though? I, you know what? I
2: like the music. I, I like the, the, the song choice. I, I thought I, it was absolutely. weird that they leaned on that they leaned on uh, Guns N' Roses because there was three Guns N' Roses songs. There sure was. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, November Rain, and Sweet Child of Mine, which is kind of rare to see that many songs from one uh, band in a in um in a movie. In a superhero movie, especially, yeah, especially in a superhero movie. But any I mean, you movie, See really. that with
0: James Gunn all the time. He takes movie, he uses music so well. But I think yeah. that's what he was kind of trying to do. He didn't want to rip off James Gunn, so he's like, "I'm going to take one artist
1: and yeah. do
2: multiple songs." So I did. I did like that. I did like. I don't know. To me, the movie was just a fun movie. So all of those stupid little silly bits, I I enjoyed. Like the kids becoming um as guardian warriors and they got all powered up and they were just with the little teddy bear the lightning bolts coming out of the eyes you know i, I get the part that there was the serious overtones of why you know that she was dying of cancer and that the becoming of the taking on the mjolnir was part of the cause of that i get it but overall you know the story kind of progressed in a way that it didn't bother me
0: well look i'm gonna agree with charlie with the fact that I did think that there were lots and lots and lots of good jokes here. Now, Mr. Richardson, you're right. There were some jokes that run a, that that fall a little flat. I'm going to always focus on, you know, as someone who's told many jokes that fall flat. I'm going to focus on the positive ones, and it's the idea here that yeah. And I so, can't argue that that's good. Yeah, uh, no, you'd be like, no, every joke lands. You're amazing. Yeah, you're Come on, that's what you're it. supposed like, to say, hey, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're a good yeah, yo, but you're a good seventy eighty percent. But I mean, I get I can't no, shoot eighty, but I, you know, 70%. but
0: hey, you know what? I've had some days that you know I've been down in the thirties and forties percent as well. I, I, this is it's a small problem, but I think uh, it's the problem of success, where you know you don't get edited as hard as you do in when you're like young. So with Taika Waititi, I think Marvel had more of a say over Ragnarok, which made the story a little bit more linear and kind of progressed as a typical superhero movie. But with this one, because Ragnarok was so successful, I think they maybe kind of just said, do whatever you want. And he did a little too much of whatever he wanted. And so the story did sometimes go a little uneven. It's it's just little things. But I'm moving on to the things I didn't quite like yet. I don't want to go there yet, Mr. Richardson.
1: Uh, i'll go quick though uh christian bale's performance as the god butcher was fast fantastic he's an actor (laughs) that and he got himself into the role i know i said his kids wanted him to take it he got into the part he sold it like it was incredible it was spellbinding to watch him perform and he was scary as anything his story in itself of why i have problems with what happened i have a lot about what to do differently but his story in itself, and what he became as the God Butcher and everything like that, was brilliant. I know it's from the comics already. Um, he was just scary on scene; like he really and you know held every scene he was in. He was captivating. It comes up later, like most rewatchable scenes, usually was him in it. Like it was incredible. I just couldn't get over how he was acting in that much makeup, and you can tell he was putting on a show. Now, as far as uh, what would you do differently? The same group of students, what would you change? I'm out of the list, but you guys can go first if you want to. Even to- I mentioned
0: some of it as well. I mean, uh, this was one of the few Marvel movies that was a little under two hours, and that was a little refreshing. I also felt this movie was kind of rushed because of it. So they could have spent a little bit more time. Trans, you know, if you're going to transition from something very serious to something not serious. You know, you need a little bit more time rather than just like jump to a cutscene, jump, 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 jump. So, you know, it's it's nothing huge for me. It didn't quite take me out of the story, but it was it was a choice. It was a
2: thing, but it wasn't for me. What would I change? I don't really know. I don't really know what I would change. Maybe the fact, well, does the mighty Thor die in the comics that way?
0: I, no, I think she's still around. No, I just think they killed is. they killed Jane Foster because they knew that she'd probably only sign up for one more movie.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think that you know she. But go ahead. Um, in the comics, mm-hmm. I think she did eventually die, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then it's she gets recent. brought back
0: out of Valhalla. Yeah,
1: and, and no one dies forever. So that's yeah, uh, that's pretty. Not even much this movie. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I do feel
2: like that part was a little was a little rushed in the sense that oh, you have this character, oh, and now we don't. So like, I kind of know. Or I was kind of feeling that, like, well, maybe they didn't want to continue her in, what are we up to, Phase 5 now? No.
0: Yeah, Phase 4 just ended.
2: Yeah, Phase 5. Like, you know, to continue, like, how much do they want to, like, introduce a character in one of these kind of side movies to then now be like, oh, we have to kind of fit them into their, you know, main storyline. So that was the only thing I was, like... Um, I think maybe I would have done differently, but you know, I, like I said, I kind of enjoyed the ride the way it
1: was. Um, I already went over the comedy, but it comes down to just that, you know, like I said before, some of it was cringeworthy and wasn't really funny. I'm someone who grew up watching a ton of wrestling. And if someone, and I'll tell you this much, because Mr. McDonald has watched some of it with me, and he's not a wrestling fan. There's some times where I've been at this house watching wrestling where he's captivated because what's going on, on the screen, and we know it's an actor acting like these people are. Um, it's so captivating. They're talking, whatever. You're just in it, and you're ignoring the fact that it's not cringy. But there are wrestling moments, and Mr. G knows this too, which is very cringy. like, oh, that's not even a lot of this felt the quality over quantity and they were just pumping in so many jokes anytime someone showed and this is i when i rewatched this i thought about this and i made sure anytime some actor or actress in this showed any real emotion there was a joke to break it up in the middle from the guardians talking about how he cares about his family thor leading his joke it's cool that's fine that's a joke anytime someone gives him advice there's a joke we, I mentioned before about the kids being kidnapped. Not the kids in their moment. I can get by. I can, I can co-sign that. They're talking about the kids are gone. Everyone's upset. Two seconds later, like in the same scene, Thor and Jane are doing the ex-banter flirting kind of thing. Meanwhile, the woman was just crying about her missing child. Like anytime someone shows emotion, they just joke in the middle. Uh Gore, great villain. He doesn't kill any gods, though. He kills one. Doesn't kill a single. The one that starts the whole process doesn't kill a single god for the rest of the movie well i think it was
2: implied that he did no
1: he did where Where, well because they
2: they didn't actually say they didn't actually show it but
1: they didn't show they didn't say the part with zeus was like
2: whatever he's killing off minor gods big deal doesn't bother me all
1: right so i I think it was implied that that he killed others okay implied I'd rather see him actually kill a god other you know that's the point he's mm-hmm. out here killing gods we have to stop him but we don't see a trail of any dead gods awesome. other than and Thor like Zeus died because Thor got mad and killed him because yeah, that was a part
2: that confused me
1: but nobody stays dead no okay but Thor killing Zeus even though he li- uh, alive like everyone else was so stupid to me that's one of the things that really checked me out the impulsive Thor who just overreacts is, was gone in the first Avengers movie. Like the first Thor movie, he was impulsive, learned a lesson. And then in the Avengers movie, he was still impulsive. He learned a lesson. And they have not had him be that impulsive and wild since. But he gets so angry and he can, what? I hate when they take a character who, and you know this from other shows we've watched, who shows great growth through whatever series and then all of a sudden they just snap it away because it fits the, that's stupid. He wouldn't do that. It doesn't make sense. Old Thor did it. The new version, this isn't what he does. That was dumb. And don't give me a spot. Mr. McDonald alluded to this a minute ago. Uh, Korg died, came back. Zeus died, came back. Jane's alive somewhere else. Like, no one really died. There's no gravitas. They make you think for a moment. That's like
2: in all Marvel movies, In though. the
1: same movie, though, Charlie? Yeah. In the same movie. In the movie, same movie. They die and come right back in the same film?
2: Yeah. Not in the same film, but the idea not, is that okay, these the characters... Movie. Aren't. When you The idea that the characters are going to lose and the idea that the characters are going to die isn't something I'm going to go into the movie. Then I why go into the have movie, them die. They're, gonna they're gonna win, going to win. They're, they're going the to live.
1: All right, ready? If you take out the part of them dying and they just live, what changes? Nothing. So why why have them die and then come back if it doesn't matter in the well, same we, movie? You can give me another movie because there has, the has to be, be a temporary
2: temporary
1: setback. As the temporary setback is that they're dead. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, to me, it's stupid. Don't If you're going to kill him, at least let him go for the film. Don't. Okay, everyone's really alive. Zeus comes back at the end. Korg, hey, I'm not really dead. God Butcher, I don't kill any gods. Okay. All right. Anyway. All
0: right, I think it's time to go to the teacher's
1: lounge. Please. Senior quote. Uh, mine was this one, which I loved. Those with true heart will possess for a limited time only the power of Thor. I loved it. That mm-hmm. had me hysterical. The kid scene, too. I'm not completely miserable. I love children, obviously. That was adorable. Yeah. I have one from Thor. Uh it's right
0: after the children are kidnapped. And he says, Once we bring the children back, we shall feast. And everyone cheers and he goes, Not on them, though. No. We don't do that anymore. That's a dark part of our history.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that one. That one's funny.
2: Anytime that uh Cord referred to him as the Space Viking, laugh. Anytime they referred to him as the space Viking, that just it chuckled. It it happened like three times. He said, referred to him as the space Viking. And it just made me chuckle each time he said it.
0: Because it is the best way to describe him. It is. Yeah, it is.
2: He's the space Viking.
1: Also in the teacher's lounge, if you don't know what it is, because I didn't set it up, because I jumped right into it. You're in the teacher's lounge. You sit there, you hear weird conversations like this one. That kid was so confused in the whole lesson. Then at the end, they had that aha moment. So most rewatchable moment or sequence like a part in this where if you were flipping through TNT if you had cable and you saw this moment you would stop. The first the first part when they were defeating those
2: bugs and the 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 thing shattered and they kept so with the guardians. About, yeah, with the guardians in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, that
0: was mine too. I really enjoyed having the guardians there and I was super disappointed right after the guardians left. And then all of a sudden
2: you hear the and I was like, "Is that a goat?" And then they brought <laughs> out the two screaming goats that, like, literally made no sense to have these screaming goats. But those I thought was hilarious. That whole scene was like, "Yes," and you came out unscathed. He's like, "But our temple. We're not going to talk about that."
1: <laughs> that was
2: funny. Too. And they had those two stupid screaming goats, which I thought was like so
1: silly, but yet it was just a fun part of the movie. I, well, I say four and- out of 10. I may go six out of 10 because you guys are reminding me things like, oh, shoot, that was. Yeah, because
0: like even after the goats, he goes, if nothing else, they're good for meat. And then they yeah. stop screaming <laughs> and he goes, meeting new people. They're great conversation starters. Was- yeah. Yeah.
1: There was, Jimmy, like there are some banger jokes here. No, like it's you know what it's like. I, I it's the psychic yeah. stuff isn't for me, and some of it was stupid. You're never been but you've I, like, never been
0: lowbrow, I got
1: right, you. Right. Right, right, But wow. you know, I did I did lowbrow. like some of it though. No, some <laughs> of that we said wasn't lowbrow was good.
0: All right, so uh Korg is dating another Cronin. Mm-hmm. That's another rock person. And you know what the you know what his rock person's name is?
1: Uh Dwayne. is it
0: it's Dwayne, right? It's
1: Dwayne. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that is and <laughs> they got that to that classic is... picture him with the, the the man bag thing. They got yeah. to it, right? He's wearing the sweater and the
2: but well, I, I did it... I just he says his he says his name is Dwayne, and that yes. made me laugh too. I caught that. I was like, like
0: oh. Dwayne the Rock. You're like, oh that's yeah. so funny. But that actually, my my favorite ongoing joke, and I know it's supposed to be cringy, is I absolutely loved the fact that Stormbreaker kept getting jealous of molnir yes,
1: that and it like, would be yeah. like, yeah, I could not stand that. No, I see, thought, I thought was that was hysterical.
2: And he kept talking to it. He's like, "Uh huh, it's okay. <laughs> it yeah. meant nothing. I just wanted to see." <laughs> yeah, so I did uh, like though. I'll tell you this though, I did like molnir's new power where it would break up and like, yeah, that sh- is across cool... everything. Yep, that was I great. thought that I was might a pretty make that cool. My power. Favorite.
0: My favorite rewatchable scene: the first time you see Mighty Thor and she does that whole exploding yeah, yeah. hammer trick. You're like, "All right, that's pretty cool." I did that. Like pretty that. Cool.
1: All right. Uh, <laughs> what is three times four? The student says fish. Things didn't make sense. You know what? I didn't really have much. I honestly thought the hammer thing was okay for the first joke, but I felt that he beat it over the death enough. And now they're suddenly sentient and think that way. Eh, I don't know. That just didn't make sense to me, but. There's a lot that doesn't make sense. Mostly the God, Butcher not killing gods bothers me as well. What about you guys? Anything that just didn't, eh? To me, the whole part when he actually killed Zeus was just like,
2: but wait a minute. That's what you were yeah, there to too. not, yeah. that what you didn't want to happen. You went and did it anyway. So I guess because it wasn't done with the Excalibur sword, then it's not really killing him. But I just thought it was weird that you were there to not kill them and you went and did it anyway.
1: Yeah. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, I have one as well. Uh things that didn't make any sense. How come the guardians were only in that one little scene and that was it? Because they were all over the promotional posters. Oh, they it's, were. It's almost you well, switched. No, well no, it's it's like they they their contract was you have the guardians for two days of filming. That's it. Mm. And then they're done.
1: I mean, but they because, have to leave the progress the story. Oh no, but, but how about look, you're you're weird. going to attack
0: Gore. You know what would be really helpful? another team of superheroes like the guardians of the galaxy. You don't have to go, oh. you don't have to go get some gods. How about you get some lovable rogues?
2: Mm. Well, I guess it was funny that he, um, not, not funny, but they did make an, ex- like a reason why they had to leave.
0: We got to go. We uh, got a
2: thing. Yeah. We got a yeah, thing. Like, yes. cause uh, I, I, guess, you know, we'll to kind find, of play off we'll, that star Lord doesn't really like Thor hanging out because you get the impression right that Thor was chilling with the Guardians for a while.
1: Yeah, well he yeah. got back in shape, so he must have been there for yeah. a while.
2: And he was uh, ready to let them let Thor go. Perhaps everyone-
0: we'll find out in Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special coming yes. out next week.
1: Uh, Mr. G, can I go to the bathroom? Slowest part of the movie? Moments, storylines, when did it drag? I thought the beginning dragged with the Guardians there, honestly. And so, like, I thought... Cause I was just, I meant mentally because I knew they were about to leave. So it was kind of like, all right, let's move them along. Cause the plot can't advance until they leave. So it was kind of like, all right, we're here. All right, we're the guardians. You're not going to die. You're not going to do anything. You have your own movie. I wanted to get rid of all the serious moments. Just cut
2: all that cancer stuff out. Her in a hospital, cut all that out. No, but that's so important to but the character. I know it it's important to the, the plot point. of the story. But like I said, I, I, I feel like it this was a, little, a fun yeah. movie. And like, I understand, you know, what Miss Richardson is saying about how the beginning kind of was, had a lot of heaviness to it. And then the part with her having cancer was very serious and, and heavy in it at the same time. But a lot of the movie was very fun and lighthearted. So, it, you know, there's no really way to make those parts fun and lighthearted.
1: You need so. to get rid of that villain. This isn't the villain for the movie they ended up making. They should have did something, a different type of villain. Who is almost a goofball too but not too goofball so there's something then you could get away with making the full comedy you can't have a guy who's killing gods and killing i hear God you God. And, you know what i mean they can't so I get it too or, you couldn't well, deviate you, from it but
0: I you introduce him here You you
2: you have thor win but gore still
0: lives and he continues to kill
2: gods because he and, could have been like you said a more menacing bad guy
0: right you know. It was almost like the gods were just scared of the threat they might be killed. But outside,
2: need to find out. outside of Thor, like, God, the god butcher really doesn't impact the other superheroes.
1: Right. You Because know, they're not like, all about that. I want to so. see them go somewhere and be, uh, you know, a bunch of dead gods. The god of this, the god of that. Like, yeah. he's out here doing stuff. Maybe you're not showing bodies, but they go into a room, they turn away. Show me that it's building towards yo, know, this guy is something else. And then you give me the same kids at the end. I like that. It was adorable. You give me the other stuff, but he's the god butcher. I want him butchering gods. Maybe yeah, more he, than he the wasn't first one. As, hey, what's well, with that acting job he, this dude was doing? His,
0: like, his no, name is there. the God Butcherer. So technically that's only one. Oh, it wasn't God. The Gods right. butcherer. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: it's not plural. Like it's the whole time.
0: <laughs> It has not been pluralized, Mr. Richardson.
1: Yeah. He he did only get one down. So, uh, star student, Best I'm gonna go with Natalie Portman or character in the show. You take a Natalie Portman,
0: yeah, only because uh, it's nice to see her again. She looked fantastic, friend, friend of the show,
1: friend of the show. She
0: uh, she made me want to go back to the gym as well. And you're just like, I, I gotta get more diesel. I mean, yeah, I and uh, it, and also, and Having said all that as well, in all all honesty, it is a part that could have been really, really bad with an actor who's not going to give it that kind of emotional weight. You know, it's just there was a lot of work to do. And I think she did a really, really great job. So she was my favorite character.
1: You know, my star student, again, I said it before, I have to give it to Kristen Bale. You put on that much makeup. You're a good actor, and you don't ham it up. Like it, sometimes when these actors get in these comic roles, they tend to just like I'm going to be like uh, famously Two Face played by um, Tommy Lee Jones. Like I'm going to be goofy because it's a comic book movie. Christian Bale's like, oh, I'm a God killer. Oh, they killed my family. All right, I got you. Hit the just just hit the bu- hit the record button. Let's go. And then all of a sudden you heard recording in progress. And then Christian Bale went off. He stole mm-hmm. the show. I loved every second of. Just fascinated by his performance.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you. this one is a tough one because I-, I liked the kid that played. His name is, uh, Kieran L. Dyer. He was the, the Asgardian and he was the son of the gatekeeper. Um, he was the one kid that got all the, the speaking lines, so to speak. I thought he was funny in this one.
0: Oh, that was Idris Elba's, uh, the, yeah. his character. Yeah, they had uh, all the
2: kids. Name? up. Kristen Bale's kids were in it. Yeah. yeah. No, but I'm saying the, no, that's who the actor he yeah. was supposed who
0: to is, be. Who was Idris Elba uh, in the in the Thor movies? I forget he was the, guy the gatekeeper. Who could, the that ran. The... Forget his name. Yeah. Can't think of it right now.
1: He ran the the ran the bridge to take him to the yeah. fields. He could see. He had, he was there at Valhalla at the end.
2: Yeah, but yeah. his son was the the boy. Right.
1: Right. Right. That right, was
2: right. the yes. he was the. Um, he, I did not know what I can't. I can't find his
1: yeah. the leader the of the crew name. of boys
0: who were trapped. I you know. Oh, remember yes. he was the one that changed his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, to Axel. Uh, yeah, to Axel. That was, yeah, cool. yeah,
2: because because for uh, Guns and Roses, Axel Rose. Yeah. He renamed himself to Axel. I thought he was pretty entertaining, and as a character, as a off to the side character, he had a lot of speaking parts in it, and he had a lot of scenes that. I thought were good scenes. He's
1: not the star student, but as being the kid and the student, I would pick him. Who ate my lunch? What problem memorabilia would you steal from the show if you're on the set and you could take it and not pay taxes on it and keep it? What are you stealing? Oh, hands down, Mighty Thor's helmet. Ah, the helmet. I liked her
2: helmet much better than Thor's helmet.
1: I want the hammer with the chip broken looking, you know, the... That's what I was gonna pick. Yeah, I want hold to see. on. The the
2: when she goes to the Asgardian uh Wonderland and she's looking at it uh, in huh? that little
1: scene, or you're talking about the actual hammer Mjolnir when, that's when all it's cracked
0: recombined. up. Recombined. Okay.
1: Yeah, when it's all recombined and all cracked up. I want the cracked up version. I want to look like it's been worn. It's been through the battles. Like you give me the Captain America shield that's chipped apart from Thanos, like that kind of stuff. I like, Yeah. you know, I like dirty fingernails, Charles. I'm trying to say mm-hmm. that hammer <laughs> has been through some work. I like that. Look, I like dirty fingernails. I take the shield, but for this one, I won't, I want the hammer. Mr. McDonald, you want the hammer too, right? Yeah, but if you took the hammer, I'm gonna have to go for something else. Then I'm, yeah, go. I'm sure they had more than one on the set. We can both. Have a go. Ready? <laughs> no, they got three. I... We'll get one for Charlie too. Yeah,
0: we're good. No, you know what I'm gonna go for? I want Korg's face.
1: <laughs>
0: it's oh my god! And every
1: time you walk by in your living room, it talks to you. Yeah. He's like, "Hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> <You know>? Ryan. <laughs> Hello." Come on. Hey, your, your your dad said you'd better put that away. <laughs> no Nutella? What are you doing? Like, it's like
2: one of those talking fish. Yes. Yeah, there yeah, and his eyes move. I it's totally one that. of those toys. I'm surprised I didn't come up with that. That would be um, a genius
1: toy. Really, Christmas It has is a little coming. motion sentencer on it. has you know 20 it different voice-activated yes. fangs. Shoot. I wish we could come up with this idea, but we don't own the product. We need to come up with something mm. else. Because um, that would be a funny toy. If we had a chance, if they're doing another movie or something like that, where would you go? Now, he ends up in the end of this film. Spoilers, which you've already been spoiled. He now has a young charge he has to look after. But where would you go if they're going to do a Thor 5? I. I don't
0: think Thor should have another solo movie. They finished his story arc. Yeah. Because, he basically look, became the dad. No, he he wanted. became his father. What did Odin do? He adopted the child of one of his enemies, Loki. Mm-hmm. So what did Thor do? He adopted the daughter of one of his enemies. So his story arc is done. He's developed as a character. Now have him show up in the Avengers movies. That's cool. Come in, you know, look ripped, you know, make funny jokes and then get out. But his character arc, it's, it's done. He's
2: finished.
1: God, I have to agree with you at the end of the podcast. God, that sucks.
2: That's a You know what? That was very insightful, Mr. McDonald. So uh, it's funny you say that because I had no clue where this would go because I thought about that after this movie. I was like, is he now going to have this little kid like smashing things in her little uh, Hulk outfit kind of? But um, yeah, no, I mean, you're right.
1: Um any questions at the end before we end the meeting we're teachers the meeting's almost over does someone with a ridiculous question mcdonald always has one mr g has one today i have one today oh it is not it's not even it's not even a question it's actually a comment
2: um out of all the stuff i was watching it it it's vexing my brain right now what show it was because i watched so many of them but the character was named mr mcguffin and he was totally <laughs> the MacGuffin in the story and like thinking about the little uh, she's love. Like, is she going to become a MacGuffin in one of these adventures now where he's like, oh, now I got to protect her. I got to see if she gets kidnapped and now I got to go, whatever. I would hate to see something like that.
0: But that's why there shouldn't be another movie. Like- exactly. Cause that's what it would be.
1: If the Marvel ah. movies continue to do well. Um, Cause Black Panther apparently did well, but some of the other ones are being poor review. This one's okay. We'll see how it goes. I think it won't matter but I'm telling you if we reach a point where they start to drop down oh you know Thor's getting another movie cuz it's ready it's like we're giving we're giving we're giving Tony Stark some money we'll do it if we have to but Yeah but Chris Hemsworth actually mentioned that he wasn't interested in really
2: continuing with Thor he said I've done everything I could with the character
1: Yeah but then you give him money and then people I know James Bond didn't yeah. want to do Daniel it. Daniel Craig know, has
2: said he's been done with James Bond for like
0: eight <laughs> years.
1: You know, plus his kids be like, "Daddy, do it." All right, I'll do it. Yeah, you know? well, I final kind of letter grade. Well, get- well, hold on.
0: Do you know that Love is actually played by his daughter? Yes, Chris Helmsworth's daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah, a yeah. lot
1: of his family was in this. Um, now
0: it's, hold on, you we uh, Charlie. You were talking about. See, I'm going to do. I'm going to do a real uh, faculty meeting move. I'm going to take it over and talk about one random thing. You ready? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Exactly. So. Pop tarts. Do do you know how? No. Do you know how armor? You know it just slipped through the cracks. But you know how Armor Wars was supposed to be a TV show, and they just announced that it's going to be a movie instead.
2: Oh, I thought that was. I thought that got shelved. That Armor Wars. No,
0: no, it got moved to a. It got changed to a movie because we were talking about how you know all it takes is money for Chris Helmsworth to be like, "All right, I'll make another movie." Here's my hot take. I have no inside news. I know nothing. I haven't read it anywhere. It's just my prediction. The reason it's becoming a movie is because Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in it. I don't know how, and I don't know what way. It could be through flashbacks. It could be he becomes Rhodey's AI or something like that, but they don't want to waste that on Disney Jr. They're going to bring back robert downey jr because hey can you name a good movie that robert D- downey jr has made since he left marvel uh because no. the answer is no um, no he's gonna go I back agree to the well. with
1: that only because in the comics he was the ai for ironheart and Rhodey at one point so if they're actually going to bring him back as the ai like a floating thing which they did in the comics Right, yeah, and also it's, it's it's the easiest money for for
0: Robert Downey Jr. to do. He just doesn't even have to wear makeup. He just goes no. and records. He's like doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. He just be he's quippy and then and then there you go. Go home. Final letter grade. B minus. It was good, but it could have been better.
1: Mr. G F.
2: I'm gonna go with an A because I enjoyed it that much. I really did. I thought it was just a fun movie. If you said, "Hey, I just want a fun time kind of movie," that's the movie. Oh, so we have, we're we're going to have high variance today. I like it. You know what it is? This is why I say that. M- my wife rarely ever watches movies because she normally can't stay awake for the duration of the movie. <laughs> but I and she wouldn't want to see this cuz she's it's like a Marvel movie. To me, this is just like I said, a movie she could watch and really not have to know anything other than that's Thor. That's all you need to know. And you could follow the whole beginning to end and not really have to know that much about the whole superhero thing.
0: Now, you know, it's funny. You bring up a good point. You're talking about how uh, with Jen, how much like, you know, Attention, she would pay to a movie like this. You know, you guys know that one of my scales is whenever I show, uh, bring my youngest son Fitz to the movies, how often does he get up to go to the bathroom? That's a good (laughs) indicator of how engaging it is. Uh Now, what I will tell you is when we saw Black Panther, it was two hours and 40 minutes. He did get up five times. That middle, that middle third of the movie was pretty long. Now, do you know how many times he got up to pee in Thor, Love and Thunder? Once. Zero times. Oh wow! Hmm. So it's very engaging for the children, there, Richardson.
1: Yeah, I know, but um, I know, but uh, I know, but you're not a child. Is, yeah, I'm doing a know that because you don't like Goonies, right? That I mean, oh, that's a that different thing. That's you know, my kid's perspective is different from me. I I, I don't look at this through the lens of if someone else watching doesn't know the character. I happen to have watched six or seven movies of this character, so I kind of have knowledge, so I can't just ignore that part of it. That being I said, can. I'll it's give easy. it what. I said I can, it's easy. Yeah, I can't. I remember all of it. Like it just doesn't fit. Um, but I won't I won't straight out fit. I'll give it a C minus. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna just say it's a D cause um I do like the character of Thor. I didn't like a lot of aspects of it. I felt some jokes hit most of them didn't. Remember there. all those jokes we just mentioned? That's a yeah, C just there, by itself. Okay, but there's a bunch of other stuff that was trash and cringy and just not funny. Like, no, you talk about I a disagree. fun time in the movie. I didn't have a lot of fun. And I left feeling disappointed. Oh, Miss McDonald, I, I left, like, you feeling disappointed. If I have to rewatch it twice to feel better about it, then maybe it wasn't so great the first time. You said you well, had to watch that, it. That's just you being guilty
0: of your own expectations.
1: No, I didn't have expectations to, that it's going to be the end-all be-all. It wasn't. I didn't enjoy it. It's my expectation. The jokes didn't hit for me. If they hit, okay. it'd be different. I just didn't find it funny that much.
0: All right, oh, I um, left the whole time. So an A, a B, that. and a C,
1: right? Not bad. This is different. I, it's much better when we disagree anyway because yes. I'm right and everyone will know.
0: I know. It's like when we do Top Gun. You're like, is this an A plus or an A plus plus?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's different. Top Gun will hit on another level. That's like the first Universal. Jeez, this was great.
0: Like there needs to be a grade above A. So there's C, B, A, and Top Gun. Top Gun.
1: That's, mm-hmm. that's a new one. So this right, isn't this a, isn't a Top Gun. This no, is it's definitely not a Top Gun. Not a Top Gun. No, a top to get, gun that's all. a good, that's our new term. Yeah. C, B, A, Top Gun. That is the podcast for today. It's time for us to, the buses are loading, the bells ringing. You know how the deal goes. We're going to head out for Mr. McDonald, for Mr. M- Mr. G, I, Mr. Richardson. Thanks again, always for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.